Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to James chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. James chapter 1, 1 through 3. We're going to continue our mini-series that we've been talking a little bit about overcoming trials. Last week we talked about receiving the end of your faith. The week before that, the purpose of trials. And then we talked about the week before that, how to overcome trials. And I believe we're going to conclude today uh, in talking about overcoming trouble and trials. And then next week, as we lead up into Easter, I want to get into some uh, discussion about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ over the next following weeks. And we got some good things happening. So I'm really, really excited about this word today. James Chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. James, a bondservant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, we understand the writer of this epistle, is his name is James, obviously. And James is the half-brother of Jesus. And during Jesus's earthly ministry, James was not a believer in Jesus. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, right? That's your brother and he's the son of God. And this is just a sibling to you. But during the ministry of Jesus, James wasn't a believer. He became a believer after the resurrection. When Jesus rose and conquered death, hell and the grave, James became a believer in his half-brother and a leader in the church in Jerusalem. And so James has experience with Jesus and he says, greetings, my brother, and count it all joy when you fall or when you enter into various trials. Over the last several weeks, we talked about various means diverse or trials without Rhyme without reason. Don't worry about the origin. Don't worry about how it came about. It's just a trial that you entered into. And James is telling us that we are to count it joy when we enter into these trials. Now, I was on the plane yesterday and our plane kept getting delayed and kept getting delayed and kept getting delayed. And I'm going to have my, I'm going, I'm going to fly, I'm flying private next time. Praise the Lord. Amen. Who's with me? I'm, I'm just doing it, man. I, and the next three years, next three years, come on, next three years. Uh, side note, uh, I actually talked to a guy who owns a private plane, and I just started talking a little bit about the cost of it. It's not as much as you would think, but I'm trying to raise your thinking, your level of thinking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We were hanging out with some pastor friends because their plane got delayed too and they didn't get home. They live in Virginia. They didn't get home to midnight. Like, man, we're supposed to be home at like two o'clock. Kept getting delayed, but I digress. Let's get back to the word of God. And so James says, count it all joy. I had to count it all joy as I'm sitting in this airport. (laughs) Count it all joy when you fall into these various trials, knowing, so there's something James knows, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So there's going to be a test, uh, a test upon what you believe. The testing of your faith is going to produce something. This is what James knows. It's going to produce patience. Patience means that you are complete, 
that you lack nothing, that you continue with cheerful endurance despite fatigue, that you've got stamina, that you will continue and be consistent. This is what patience is all about. And you cannot pray for patience because patience doesn't come by prayer. Patience comes by the testing of your faith. And patience allows us to be mature. And James tells us the first thing we're to do is to count it all joy. And today I want to talk about triumph over trouble. What does it mean to count it all joy? Now, most believers feel full of joy until they encounter a trouble. Most believers feel full of joy until they encounter a trouble, encounter a trouble. And when you encounter a trial or trouble, we will then determine if you really are full of joy or not. And God wants he wants you and I, his children, to rejoice even during troubled times, even during trials, even during testing and challenges. He wants us to rejoice. And this is what James is telling us. Rejoice when you enter into trouble. Rejoice when you fall into trouble, even if you put yourself in that trouble. Rejoice in the trouble because God wants us to rejoice. And I want to ask you this question for you to ask yourself, how am I honestly conducting myself in the midst of this trouble? How am I honestly conducting myself in the midst of this trouble? This is a question that I ask myself when there are challenges, when there are attacks, when there's uh, persecution, when people are talking bad about me, or or simply when I'm at the airport waiting on my plane that keeps getting delayed, how am I conducting myself? Am I full of joy or am I cussing and fussing? Am I full of joy or am I now mad at Stacy like she had something to do with the plane being late? Or am I mad at the man at the counter like they have something to do with the plane being late? How am I conducting myself in the midst of trouble? In Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, I'm just going to read the last portion of that. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, it says, Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say this after me, the joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is my strength. So that should tell us that joy is strength. Joy is synonymous with strength. Joy or the function of joy is to give you strength. The purpose of joy is to give you strength that will enable you to endure during a trouble, challenge, uh, a trial, a test, uh, something going on with your family, something going on with a co-worker, maybe something going on with your spouse. The, the function of joy is to give you strength to endure the challenge. The opposite is also true when a challenge comes and you're sad or you're depressed or, or, or you're just feeling weak. It's simply because you are not maintaining the joy that it takes to persevere through the challenge. And if you don't maintain the joy, you're going to be weak and the challenge will overcome you. I, I want to let you know that trials and tests do not come to make you strong. I know that that was a saying that I heard all the time growing up. Oh, tests and trials come to make you strong. They don't. They come to eliminate you, to kill you, to get you off course, to distract you 
to, to cause you to, to get away from Jesus and what you believe. It's testing you. Really, the trial and temptation is testing you how you respond to the trial, to the challenge, to the test is what's going to cause you to get stronger. So it's always about your response to the challenge that causes strength. And that response is a response of joy. When you respond with joy, when you rejoice, when you stay excited about the things of God, when you get thrilled about the things of God, even though you're in the midst of a challenge, even though you're in the midst of a circumstance and situation, you are getting stronger at that moment. You're increasing in strength. Joy is causing you to get stronger. And the stronger you get, the weaker the challenge gets. Are you listening to me today? The stronger you get, the weaker the trouble, the test, the trial, and the challenge gets when you rejoice in the Lord. So to have joy means to be glad, to be cheerful, stay in good spirits, stay in good spirits. Yesterday, we were with a, 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 another couple because they were flying out on the same plane as we were, and our plane kept getting delayed, and we just kept saying, we just rejoice in the Lord. Now, that sounds idiotic. That sounds dumb. That doesn't sound natural. It wasn't natural. We were trying to create joy. We were trying to get stronger. We were trying to think about how thankful for we are that we can sit here and just maybe spend a little more time together. How thankful we are that we're going to heaven one day and this is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. I'm going to heaven one day and this challenge is nothing. We will get home when we get home. Glory be to God. And so the function of joy is to cause you to stay in good spirits, to cause you to stay hopeful, to cause you to stay in faith. This is what joy is all about as you travel through challenges. And I like to ask people this question especially when they're going through a challenge. What are you looking forward to? Well, pastor, I'm just looking forward to this to be over. <laughs> You've lost joy. You've gotten really, really weak. Now, I don't want to point the finger at you and, and, and badmouth you. I'm, I want to tell you what the word says. Maintain your joy. Even during a challenge, maintain your joy. You'll get stronger and you'll persevere right through it. What are you looking forward to? Or what are you excited about? In the middle of a challenge, what are you excited about? What is causing you to get excited? Yes, you got this challenge going on. And yes, this coworker is on your nerves. And yes, your husband don't clean up behind himself. But what are you excited about? When you keep your mind on what you're excited about, it'll keep you in joy. And if someone tells you, when you ask them, what are you excited about? I'm not excited about anything. They're, they're, no, they're letting you know they are not in joy. They have no joy. They have no hope. They have no strength. And so ask yourself, what am I excited about? Well, bless God, we're going to Cancun in May, June, June. I'm excited about vacation. So I'm going through a little challenge over here, but I got my mind on Cancun. Glory to God. Are you with me this morning? That's keeping me strong to get through this little mess right here because God has told us, go on vacation. Bless God, we are going on vacation. God didn't even have to tell me that. I just told myself too. I agree with God. Go on vacation. I'm excited about it and it's keeping me strong because I'm excited about something that's going to happen in the future. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. 
A sad and depressed Christian should be an oxymoron. A sad and depressed Christian should be an oxymoron because joy gives us adrenaline. Joy will give you adrenaline right through the challenge, right through the circumstance. If you want to triumph over that challenge, joy is going to give you the adrenaline to triumph over the challenge. If you really want to know if you are in faith, you know, James says the testing of your faith. If you really want to locate yourself, say, am I in faith? Don't check your word level. Check your joy level. Because when you check your joy level, it will locate you and let you know where you are in your faith. See, what some people do is, well, I read my Bible this morning, but you're still sad and depressed. Get your joy up and your faith. Your, the, the joy will, will rise and cause your faith to rise right along with it. And when you are sad and, and down, your faith is also down. So your joy and your faith is directly connected. Get your faith up because joy is evidence of your faith. Say this after me. Joy is evidence of my faith. You can locate your faith level by looking at your joy level. Some of you might be saying, I hear it in my, I hear it in my heart right now. Some people, well, pastor, I just don't have this happy-go-lucky personality. I'm not always chipper and I'm not always up. I'm not talking about circum, I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. Happiness has everything to do with external circumstance. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy that has, that is independent of external circumstances. I'm talking about joy that has eternal considerations along with it where you know at the end of the day, you win. At the end of the day, I'm victorious. At the end of the day, everything is going to be all right. At the end of the day, this is going to work out for my good. At the end of the day, I'm going to win. And when you know that, your faith will increase. And as your faith increases, you understand that the challenge begins to decrease because it got, there's no weapon against the joy of the Lord and the faith in God. The devil can't do nothing about all of that when you are operating in the joy of the Lord and the strength of our God. Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. If you don't rejoice, I wrote these things down on the plane. See, I had a little more time to write some things out. Watch this. If you don't rejoice, the devil thinks he's winning. If you don't rejoice, the devil thinks he's winning. You know he's not all-knowing. The devil doesn't know everything. He has to look at you and determine your response and your reaction to figure out what's working or not. He doesn't know what works or not in your life. Now, he's been around for a long time, and he knows humanity, and he knows general things how these general things work, and generally speaking, if I put this man in this situation, generally speaking, this man's going to fall in this area, that sort of thing. But he doesn't know you individually. And so if you not, if you stop rejoicing, he'll think he's winning. But when you start rejoicing, he'll be like, what in the world are they excited about? What are they looking forward to? Why are they having joy in the midst of this challenge? I better leave them alone because I don't know how to handle them. Come on, somebody. How many want them to leave you alone? Well, you got to start rejoicing in the Lord and in the power of his might and shouting hallelujah and 
thank you, Jesus, and God's been good to me, and everything is going to be all right, glory to God. When you get to rejoicing, the devil begins to back up and say, yeah, I'm unfamiliar with that kind of person right there. I don't know how to handle that person. Let me go over there and mess with Pookie and Ray Ray because I can't mess with Don. I can't mess with Jan because they are rejoicing in the Lord and in the power of might. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Heaven is full of joy. Did you know that? Heaven is full of joy. Jesus told us there in the, in the book of Revelation that he's going to wipe away all of our tears. Heaven is full of joy. There are no tears. There's no sadness in heaven. It's full of joy. And we're supposed to have heaven on earth. Yes, John 16, says, in this world, you will experience trials and pressure and situations and those, those things. But be of good cheer. Rejoice. Have joy. I have overcome the world. I've overcome all of this. In the Amplified, in John 16, 33, he says, I have deprived it of its power to harm you. Hallelujah. So cheer up, rejoice, smile about it, get excited about it. Don't get goofy, just maintain your joy. You get a bad doctor's report. You don't get the report and say, you don't have to be phony, get the report. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is a bad doctor's report. You know what, doc? This is going to get changed. Because I got, I got, I believe in the Lord and I've got the joy of the Lord and the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm going to maintain joy. And the next time you see me, oh, you want me to start exercising? I'm going to start exercising. You want me to stop eating all that food? I'm going to stop eating all that food. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm stepping on some toes right now. You want me to drink more water? I'm going to drink more water. You want, yeah, you want me to do this? Yeah, 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 I'm going to do those things, doctor. But, but the joy of the Lord is my strength and, and I'm not going to let this get me down. The scripture tells us that we should not fear bad news. I got to say this, I'm going to step on somebody's toes, but that's my job. Some of us don't go to the doctor because we fear bad news. You, supposed to, you know you're supposed to go once a year to get an annual checkup? Mm -hmm. Some of y'all ain't going because you don't want to hear what the doctor say. Well, I don't want to hear what the doctor say. I want to hear that. Yeah, don't look at me. If you, I know you can put your head down. Don't, don't look up. <laughs> I want to hear what the doctor say. Because he's going to give me some bad news. And you're afraid of the bad news. And then you don't know what the bad news is. And then you get sick. And then you die. And we all trying to wonder what happened to you. When you could have went to the doctor and he gave you the news. And then what he really gave you was news of how to release your faith in certain areas of your life. So then you can begin to make some changes and believe God and speak to those things that are on that doctor's report and begin to see changes the next time you go in. I'm talking to somebody in here today online. We got to get our checkups, but we're scared because it's going to be bad news or we're lazy. Well, I don't want to do what the doctors say do. I don't want to make a report. You, you make sure you go get that Starbucks and that McDonald's. You make sure that. But go, go back to the doctor. You don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, the gym? Go to the gym? I, I can't. I, run? Put the fork down? What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, Pastor, can you pray? Um, I got pain all over my body. You go to the doctor. I don't believe in doctors. You know, we live in the 21st century. Did y'all know that there's medicine? 
I don't believe in medicine. I rebuke you. I do. We're, people, the things that, that I don't, why am I talking about this, Kurt? <laughs> the things that people died in back before the 21st century, we have medicine for today that can cause us to continue to live. But some Christians don't believe in medicine and won't take it. Now, side note, if, if there's some things going on and the Lord may be leading you and directing you, there's a situation, I, I had got sick in my body and I went to the doctor and they didn't know what was going on. I went back, they still didn't know what was going on. I went the third time, I saw them on Wikipedia. I said, nope, nope, I said, I'm not coming back when I saw that. I looked around the corner, they were like, what, put this on? They're like, listen, we, you have some kind of dog virus. I ain't got no dog virus. And take this medicine. No, I didn't take that medicine, okay? I, did, I didn't do that. I was fine. I didn't have no dog virus, okay? But most of us, God is saying, you live, I put you in the 21st century. Go ahead and take it. See, I can talk to you like this. Your family can't talk to you like this. I can talk to you like this. And too many people. I read a story. Who is that on, on the house? The, the Vanderbilts. Is that the house in Asheville? Yeah. What's that called? Biltmore. Biltmore. Yeah, the Biltmore house. He died of appendicitis. They didn't have the medicine back then. The fix. You know what I mean? They do thousands of appendicitis surgeries, appendectomies. A thousand appendectomies a day now. He was, he was like in his 30s. Didn't have it. Christians today, well, my, my side hurt right here. Well, you might have an epidemic. No, I don't. In Jesus' name, go get, go get it taken out. Stop this. I'm tired of it. I hear it all the time. I didn't go to the doctor. Why not? Well, my faith said, no, you ain't that strong in faith. And faith and doctors should be on the same team. Now, God will tell you directly after you go to the doctor, I'm not going to the doctor. The Lord told me don't go. The Lord didn't tell you not to go. Now, he may tell you after you go, don't do that. But he didn't tell you not to go. Stop. Somebody, somebody need to hear that. The, the one that, somebody shout hallelujah. Okay, the one that didn't say hallelujah is the one that need to hear that. Let me look again. Somebody shout hallelujah. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Glory to God. The function of joy is to produce victory. That's the function of joy, is to produce victory. And strength is the result of joy. Strength, we're going to receive strength, and that strength is going to produce victory in our lives. Let's look at Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Matter of fact, before we go to Romans 15, 13, let's go to Proverbs 17, 22. I don't think I told y'all that, guys. Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart. A joyful heart is like medicine to your body. Someone that is rejoicing, that is full of joy, is releasing medicine in their body. Laughter, rejoicing, smiling is releasing medicine on the inside of you. 
Medicine is like healing on the inside of it. It's like a solution to whatever ailments that you're going through. A merry heart is the medicine to it. Whenever I'm down, whenever I'm going through a challenge, I'm feeling pressure, I'm feeling stressed, there's a challenge that's out of my control, my wife will tell you, I will find something funny. Some kind of clip of movies that I like, I'll find the clip and I'll watch the clip and the clip always makes me laugh. It just, it makes me laugh every single time. You gonna eat your cornbread? That, that, that clip, that clip makes me laugh. Maybe I ought to eat your cornbread. Okay, that, that clip in that movie makes me laugh all the time, right? There's certain movies, and I laugh, and I laugh, and I watch it again, and I laugh. And why am I doing it? It's very intentional. I'm trying to bring healing to my body, to my soul, to my mind. I'm trying to relax, and the medicine is a joyful heart. And as soon as joy has left your tongue, joy begins to leave your heart. As soon as joy has left your tongue, joy leaves your heart so you can release joy. But if you stop talking about what you're excited about, then it's, it's telling you that that joy is not on the inside of you. And so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get excited about the word of God. Get excited about the solution. Get excited. Get thrilled. Get overwhelmingly excited about something. God, his word, the solution, or maybe, like I said, going to Cancun or get, getting married or and maybe you don't even have a potential spouse, but you're excited to get married. Keep that joy because there's a magnet that is drawing you to that person. Joy will do that. Now, let's look at Romans 15, 13, Romans 15, 13. Now, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. This is the God of all hope. It's going to fill you with all joy. Glory to God. And peace. How many of you need peace in your life? This is while you are believing. Notice, while you're believing God, he is filling you with all joy and peace. Sometimes in the natural, when we're believing God for something and it takes forever for it to come, how I many you know what I'm talking about? You start getting weak. I understand. I've been believing God for some things for a long time. And then you start getting weak and then you start saying, well, did God actually tell me that? You know, maybe he didn't. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe I missed it. And, you know, maybe I should just quit and... Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't read my Bible no more. You know, maybe I just don't go to church no more. I mean, maybe I'll commit suicide. This is the trajectory that it, it, it goes on. You know, I just believed and it just didn't work. No, we should be increasing in joy and peace while we're believing. This is the factor that tells us we are really believing when we're increasing in joy and peace. Now we know I am believing. Why? Because I'm excited. We, we, uh, I heard the Lord say this to me. He said, I want you to get excited about something you can't purchase yet. I thought, now the way I'm built, I'm, uh, I mean, you know, let's save some money. And then, you know, if we save for this long and, and then, oh, I got the money. Now I'm excited. 
No, the Lord says the opposite. I want you to get excited about something you can't buy yet. I, I, want, I, I, want, you, I want to declare this to y'all. I want y'all to be excited about something that you can't get on your own right now. Get it, just get excited about that. Something that you can't purchase on your own, something you can't do on your own, something that you can't do for someone else on your own. Maybe you want to maybe you want to buy somebody a car and you can't do it right now. Get excited right about that right now. I mean, one day I'm going to purchase somebody else a car. I'm going to buy them a car. You can't do it right now. Get excited about it right now. That's joy. That's faith. And watch it come to pass. Hallelujah. Watch it come to pass when you are in joy. That joy is like medicine on the inside of you. And while you are believing, hope is increasing. In Romans 15, it says you are abounding in hope. Hope is an earnest expectation of something good. You are expecting something good to happen. It is abounding in you because there's joy and there's peace while you're believing. And guess what? The power of the Holy Spirit is residing in you as well. If you're a believer, you have the unstoppable force of the spirit of joy on the inside of you. Mm, Say this after me. I have the unstoppable force of the spirit of joy on the inside of me. Glory to God. We need joy to break the bondage of heaviness and to overcome trouble. Joy will break the bondage of heaviness and overcome trouble. I heard a minister by the name of Keith Moore say this, and I like this. He says, doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. But faith rejoices, give thanks, and is glad. Mm, I'm going to say it again. Doubt. This is how you know you're in doubt. When you despair, complain, and are sad. That's how you know you're in doubt. You start complaining, you're despairing, and you're just sad. You're doubting. But when you're in faith, faith rejoices, give thanks, and is glad. So locate yourself. It's 10.39 p.m. at night, and you're sitting by yourself in the room. Are you full of joy, or are you sad? Somebody said they sleep. They sleep. Glory to God. That's what you should be, sleep. Sleep. <laughs> This is where, this is, this is located. Now, this is not condemnation. This is just located. You know, I'm really sad. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find something to get excited about. I'm going to get thrilled about something. What, what I do is I write down things in my notes app on my phone. I have all this encouragement that I've written down for myself. And I'll just grab it and I'll just start encouraging myself. I'll start saying things that God says over me. I'll write down words that were maybe spoken over me and I'll go back and reread them or I'll write down things that good letters, not good letters y'all send me. Y'all, good emails. I keep the good ones. The bad ones I delete, but the good ones I keep and, and I'll read those good emails. Why? It's encouraging me. And, and that encouragement is giving me joy. And then now I'm getting stronger. I'm no longer sad about the challenge. I'm getting stronger and I'm getting stronger. That challenge is looking really, really small because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Say this. The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is, my is my strength. Real quick. Psalms 1611. I'll end with that. I didn't tell you all this one either. Psalm 1611. It says, you will show me the path of life. 
in your presence is fullness of joy. Glory to God, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The more diligently you seek the presence of the Lord, the more joy you will possess. You cannot be in the presence of the Lord and be sad. Did you hear me? You can't be in the presence of the Lord and, and complain. You can't be in the presence of the Lord and despair. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Get in his presence. If you are feeling weak, down, the challenge is feeling stronger, then you are victorious. Get in the presence of the Lord. Now notice God's presence will not seek us. We must seek his presence. We must seek his presence. He gives his presence upon all those who draw near to him. We've got to draw near to him and he will increase our joy. And all can experience God's presence and increase their joy. Every last one of us can experience the presence of the Lord and increase in our joy. It's in his presence that we receive the fullness of joy. And if we stay in joy, if we stay in joy, we are always victorious. We win every single time. We are victorious if we just stay in joy. The enemy is, he, he's after your joy. This is what he's after. He's after your disposition. He's after your countenance. All of that is affected by your joy. He's after your joy. If you're always depressed, don't stay depressed. Well, the Lord made me depressed. And one of the, cha- I heard somebody tell me this to my face. One of the challenges the Lord gave me, one of the, no, no, they didn't say challenge. One of the thorns is what they said. One of the thorns the Lord gave me is to be depressed. No, no. No, there's no scripture to vouch for that. There's, there's nothing to back that up. No, the Lord wants you full of joy. The devil wants you depressed. Now recognize that's the enemy. I've got to get into the joy of the Lord. I've got to get excited about something. That is not a thorn that the Lord gave me. God wants me free. He wants me free from depression. He wants me free from oppression. He wants me free from bondage. He wants me free from ailments. He wants me free from sin. He wants me free from the curse of the law. If I'm talking to you, stand up. He wants me free from poverty. He wants me free from bad children. He wants me free from a bad marriage. He wants me free, 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 free. Somebody shout free. Shout it one more time, free. One more time, say free. He wants me free. And this is how we experience true life. Glory be to God. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.